Good morning, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. I appreciate you being here on this edition of Talking in Cars with DJs as we continue our jam-packed content week. Um, just, again, super big shout-outs to the entire team, uh, including Griffin uh, and Arian, whom I know are literally running on E. All right, we, we are we are are dead i i i want to do a twitch tonight but i swear to god if i fall asleep at four or five o'clock in the afternoon it's i'm sorry i'm just gonna apologize ahead of time <laughs> i apologize ahead of time but uh it's it's been absolutely crazy and i just want to express my thanks gratitude for the team uh i saw some really nice uh encouraging messages this morning because i put the video up late but uh, I saw some nice, sweet messages this morning. Archer, thank you. Um, and and I, I don't want any of those messages to, to be directed at me. But uh, make sure you're checking on the team as well, because Griffin is a hero and uh, and hasn't slept. All right. So and, and that's it's a labor of love because there ain't no money in it. Uh, it's a labor of love that, uh, that that these guys are working for you guys as much as they are, including um jules verne and blue mandalorian last night who were available on a dime to start making charts and start doing math uh really thanks to those guys who were on hand last night and ready to rock and roll at a moment's notice so thanks to the entire team you guys are just absolutely incredible and your dedication to this cause warms my heart i appreciate you and love you all uh and uh and i really appreciate you the audience being here so let's get into it Make it so part two. Where do you guys even want to start? We could start with Luther Sloan um, because we did a lot of stuff on wave defense last night. But Luther Sloan, you know, Bubba, I am not disinterested in this guy. Luther Sloan is your newest fleet commander. And uh, much to the dismay of many larger spenders out there, a new fleet commander slot will not be added this month so you're gonna have to do a little bit of picking and choosing um baba joe let me just ask you real quick first glance obviously it's going to take a little bit of time uh, and and before i ask this question which isn't fair um let's talk about how you get luther sloan because nobody's going to have him today all right nobody's going to have him today as a matter of fact if i am not mistaken the fast uh fastest way that you'll be able to get luther sloan will be on day five which is, Bubba, if you buy the $100 Wave Defense Battle Pass, not the normal Battle Pass. See, we've got a third Battle Pass this month. Um, so there will be a Battle Pass dedicated to Wave Defense. If you get the Wave Defense $100 Battle Pass, you'll have enough shards to earn Luther Sloan unlocked on day five. Now, you take a look at his three legs there, Bubba Joe. Uh, I don't remember the name of the first one, but really focusing on Wave Defense. Uh, is that first one over there wave defense and uh, and some damage things like that looks really good to be honest with you his second leg mechanic is probably the most exciting for me personally because I'm very happy with the way that forbidden technology has continued to evolve once they kind of fixed everything um but forbidden to and and not that they have completely fixed everything yet we're still waiting on the section 31 uh, or the Q's trials um forbidden technologies to kind of come out for a free-to-play to really kind of start fixing that for everybody bubba joe but if you have paid to adopt into that loop then it does actually look really really sustainable right now so you look at forbidden technology efficiencies in the mechanic leg 
That actually looks really, really good to me. And then the third leg, Escapist, uh, having mostly to deal with cloaking, reputation grind, and damage output. So let me ask... Uh, oh, and for those, absolutely, Omicron saying if you don't buy the $100 pack, what is the other sourcing? Free-to-play, transparent day-one sourcing through the Section 31 store. The Section 31 store is going to progress based on your progression with wave defense. So everything is kind of interconnected here, Baba Joe. If you start participating in wave defense here right up front, then you will unlock the Section 31 faction store and will have the opportunity to start earning Luther Sloan shards right away. Uh, he, of course, does take, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 100 or 150 shards. I don't recall right off. Um, and there will be a cooldown in the faction store there. But even once you get him unlocked, that will also be the location in which you will get his skill points. Baba Joe, in the, in the first time that they've done this, you will not be able to obtain his skill points in the command center refinery. He is exclusively available in the Section 31 faction store. Baba Joe, uh, early reaction, taking a look at his three sets of research skills. I am not turned off by this fleet commander. As a matter of fact, he looks like somebody uh, that I want to have in a slot on a pretty regular basis. If I'm looking at the fleet commanders that you've got out so far, is this guy worth flip-flopping in and out, or is he worth a steady slot? And if so, where are you putting, or who are you matching him up with? Well, so first off, the fact that the skill points, I had heard that in your video, and that was my number one question. The fact that the skill points are exclusively through this new Section 31 store concerns me. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I am very much unhappy with that. Um, unless the values are, you know, very, very large, very, very quickly, I'm going to be very, very unhappy with that. So um, if that's really what it is and it's not going to be available through the Fleet Commander tab in the refinery, then... I'm going to be very disappointed with this officer, regardless of what his abilities are. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what that sourcing looks like. That was brought up early, uh, was will the skill points themselves have a cooldown? And that was actually discussed amongst the Player Advisory Council as to whether or not that bundle deserved one. If I want to buy credits, if I want to fully 100% invest in Luther Sloan, then I feel like I should be able to spend all of my credits every single day in on that. We will have to wait and see what it looks like when it actually comes up and once people have the new facade building unlocked, which isn't probably going to happen closer until event reset. That being said, uh, Bubba, I do agree. I mean, if it's a drip of 100 skill points a day, I can see that slowing people down and maybe being a little bit frustrated. But, I mean, listen, it is Scopely. So we wave, you know, we wave around, take my money enough, then there's probably going to be a way for them to take your money. But we will have to take a look and, and see. Uh, how that works looking at his skill set though let's take the sourcing out of it for a moment because a lot of our players won't see him uh, as early as day five it might take a couple of months to actually get him unlocked what do you think about his abilities in general i kind of like that first and second research leg a lot 
Well, so uh, I, I got to see the percentages, right? So we already have fleet commanders that add to shields or add to hull. We have a fleet mm-hmm. commander that has an entire tree dedicated to uh, cloaking and PvP while cloaking. So is it going to be better than Locutus? Is it going to be better than the shield and, and hull booths you get from some of the other officers? I don't know. Um, I don't think, unless he's got some sort of general combat capability, I don't think he's going to push Kirk off. Um, no. And then after after Kirk, right? Then you're talking about situational things. Do you do you have do you have Janeway? Do you put Janeway on there? Uh, are you doing research and and building things? Well, then you got to have Spock, right? So he's. I don't think he's going to supplant Kirk because Kirk's just got some really stupid abilities that are really good. And if you're focused on combat, then your second one typically is either Janeway or Locutus. Whether this officer can this fleet commander can uh bump one of those off is going to really depend on its ability to be better than either of those officers um or do something a little bit differently to where you would want to get that extra edge from this officer and that's going to depend on the percentages which i haven't i haven't seen yet so but the idea of the things that they're putting on this fleet commander look to be good it's just a matter of whether they dialed in the the percentages correctly well, and also rate of acquisition will matter as well. And of course, that'll affect some players more than others. Time will tell. But as far as an interesting piece of not vastly superior game design, this actually looks like it could start to provide a little bit of Krujitsu even over on the Fleet Commander side, uh, depending on how many slots you have unlocked. I am starting to get the warm and fuzzies. Bubba Joe with how they're diversifying fleet commanders and how that can impact play with sometimes on and always on buffs. So I, um, I am kind of glad to see that they haven't forgotten the fleet commander mechanic and Luther Sloan does not look as though it is a disappointing fleet commander. Let's move on to our officers. Now I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of There's a lot of conflicting information regarding the officers, even what Beck had in her patch notes video as compared to what I had in our video as compared to what's now showing in the game. They appear to all three be different. Uh, So got to be honest with you, not entirely sure. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, I used an incorrect graphic at one point in the video Uh, Of course, it was super late and I was super exhausted and very, very tired. Um, But the bonuses for Troy are not correct. Uh, The bonuses for Troy, Bubba Joe, unless they've changed her, unless they've changed her, she was 400% of attack at tier one would be the amount of shield strip, which is why I said I don't feel like she's as good as Yuki. Because 400% of attack is not flat. Yuki was a flat percentage, which made her uniformly devastating against no matter the size of target. Bubba, if it was a flat percentage, I would imagine that you are super excited about that. However, if it is a percentage of statistics, you know, let's say that you've got 200,000 attack stats and you're at 400%. Well, that's 80,000 or 800,000 shield health points. But against a hostile with billions of shield, that will not matter. All right. So there is there is some confusion. And what we're seeing right now in the game is 
an even more incorrect tooltip in which it uses my 400% value, but it doesn't say of attack. And obviously it can't be reduces opponent's shield health by 400% at the beginning of each round, Bubba Joe, because that would be an instant shield strip. So that's not correct either. They have well, mis, they've well, mishandled. It could be a modifier, right? Um, theoretically, right? Because you have more than 100% of your base shield health, right? If it's removing 400% of base, it could be doing something like that. Well, but it's a PVE only, and we don't typically see PVE hostels with an improvement to, you know, they don't use research. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Um, if it's PVE only, I thought the officers were worked for everything. So, um, so well, that's the next thing. So, so Troy says specifically against hostels. Okay, um, she specifically says against hostels for her officer ability. But Riker, on the other hand, Riker apparently now in game says that he's PVE only. But we were told by game design that he was non-specific so that he worked for armadas, solos, PVE, PVP. So we do have what appears to be a vast amount of, of, of conflicting information with regards to these officers. Um, and therefore, it makes it really hard to pass judgment on these officers. I am going to assume for a moment that I am correct. All right. Now, I don't know if this is fair or responsible. I feel like I've done our research. All right. But assuming that I am correct, as I mentioned this in the video, Riker's officer ability looks very, very good. He is a bridge version of Hugh. That singular part, Bubba Joe, doesn't look as though we've got anything wrong, except for the tag about hostels. OK, and I was told that that works against everything. So we need to clarify that. I got to be honest with you. I don't know that I care if he doesn't work in PvP. Because okay, I don't so know how I don't know how Riker fits into a PvP crew on the bridge. So hold on. Just slow your roll for half a second. OK. All right. I'm sitting down. Hugh, Hugh out of the gate is 25%. Okay. Mm -hmm. The percentage for Hugh is how many times it'll trigger, but it's 25% per, per weapon. weapon. Okay. Let's slow the roll on saying that Riker is another Hugh. Let's just slow he, that down he is, real but hard. He, but he is a guaranteed proc per weapon fired and stacks for four rounds. So I, it does depend on it does depend on your firing pattern, but if you have more than six weapons that will fire over the course of four rounds, he's better than Hugh in his cumulative stack. It will take him a couple no. of rounds to ramp up. No, no, he's not. No. All right, I'm still sitting. All right, so if I have what I'll call a typical firing pattern of two, 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 okay? Two right. every round, okay? And you get Hugh, uh, you've, you've got Hugh, you know, you've got two weapons firing, two weapons, so two weapons fire every round. Hugh is going to be like, uh, he's, 
you know, let's say he triggers every time and let's say Riker triggers every time. Okay. Hugh triggering every time is a pretty high probability after about tier three, which not everyone has tier three, but let's just work with these numbers here. Okay. Hugh's going to be 50% critical chance after additional 50% critical chance after round one and a hundred percent after round two. And he's going to carry that forward through the entire battle. Riker at maximum tier at 10% is going to add a be at 20% and then 40%, and then 60%, and then 80%, and stay at 80%. So he never does get to that 100%, even though he cumulatively stacks for four rounds. If you have something that fires more than twice, and if you have more than two weapons that fire in a round consistently, like if you have three weapons, and then two weapons, and then three weapons, he'll get there. But not if you have something that's one and two, or two and two and two, 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 like... He's just, and he's not going to get there nearly as quickly, like not nearly as fast as Hughes. Agreed. Yep. I can definitely agree with that. So let's, let's draw a quick contrast and comparison. When we're talking about Hugh, obviously it's much, much faster. I don't disagree with that. Uh, He is hostiles only. No armadas, no PVP. Um, And he's below deck, which gives him a lot of versatility. Um, But when he came out, remember, he is triggered by the number of times we are hit. He is triggered by the number of weapons that our enemy has. Okay. So he is not dependent on our own firing pattern. He's dependent on the firing pattern of the target that we're going after. All right. If we look at Riker by contrast, Riker is dependent on the ship we fly. If we're putting him on a ship like, say, I don't know, a Centurion, for example, that's not a good spot for him to be on, right? Because that that ship has, what, one weapon that fires each round, something like that. Now, you look at Riker, for example, on a Borg cube where you've got five weapons that fire every single round. Now you're talking about something a little bit more substantial because Riker is going to matter on what you fly not what you're flying against, all right? And it's all going to come down to that firing pattern. So there is that. Do I agree that he ramps up slower? I do agree with that, Bubba. But I do think that there are use cases in which potentially having him on the bridge, which I do also think is a disadvantage, okay? But let me let me just ask, putting Picard and Data and Riker on a board cube, for grinding, I don't think I see that as anything less than lethal. Uh, only if you don't need mitigation. And only if you don't need, you know, extra loot from 5 of 11 there. So, well, but let's, I mean, so you're not, so you're losing, <laughs> uh, you're losing 100% and gaining what, 40? Or is it 60? I think it would be 40. So it's okay. yeah, that's right. It's not it's not a terrible loot gain or loot loss. But also, you got to remember, you're not losing mitigation by having five on the side. You're not losing mitigation anyway. So no, no, it no, would. No. Also- I know, but this crew has no mitigation. This crew is basically saying, "I'm going to win in round one, and if I don't, I'm going to die because I'm not adding anything to mitigation." All depends. I mean, you have some built-in mitigation, and if you're punching way down, you don't care because their piercing stats are terrible. So, yes, you have the ability to, if you're going to go all offense 
in a Luke crew, this absolutely is going to fill that role. Not only that, but do keep in mind, you do have a below decker for mitigation and Tom Paris where he could potentially help out. I got to be honest with you. This is what I said in the video and, and I kind of want to come back and we'll, and we should talk about uh, Troy also. Actually, let, let's do that first, Bubba. Let's talk about Troy very quickly. We, there's the breakdown on Riker and kind of like what I said in the video, he looks interesting, Bubba. He looks solid. But I got to be honest, I am not a thousand percent sure where he fits into my gameplay at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not an obvious must have spot for him to be in, but he does look very capable and maybe somebody that I could potentially end up using. Got to be honest with you. I am undecided on whether or not to pursue him this month. He looks solid, but I don't know exactly where I'm going to where I'm going to put him. You know what I'm saying? So if you are the player that is trying to grind a particular resource, right? And so you wanted a loot crew and you got your loot crew. You had Picard and you had Data and you had uh, 511 because you're able to, you're able to, you're in a position where you are punching a hostile that you were killing in a round or two. And so you want to maximize that loot. I think that if you're in that scenario, and I don't think that every player is, but there are a lot of players that are, depending on the loot that they're targeting. This is going to give you a second loot crew because this is going to be a very powerful offensive-oriented loot crew. And you still have 5 of 11, which is going to be very close to this crew in giving you at maximum tier, obviously, 100% loot bonus. And so you're going to have this crew, which is going to give you 140% loot bonus, and a 5 of 11 crew that potentially gives you up to 100% loot bonus working in tandem. And so you can then maximize an XO that gives you extra rep if that's what you're grinding, or you can maximize an XO from incursions that gives you generic loot. So you can do that and have multiple loot ships going at the same time. You don't just have to have one crew. And so is this better than a 5 of 11? Well, that depends wholly on whether you need the mitigation, wholly on whether you need that additional mitigation to be able to survive maybe three or four or six rounds or whatever to be able to to kill the hostile that you're targeting to maximize your loot payout. So it's going to all depend on your exact situation as to whether this crew is better than a 511 loot crew and gets you where you need to be. I think this crew is going to be very powerful. I think it's going to have some use cases. I think people are going to uh, like it, but I think that there are going to be players that it's just not going to be the right proof for. I uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I find myself in that camp where I'm like, I'm just not a thousand percent sure how massively effective he would be for me. Now, I do also want to point out the obvious. All right. His captain's maneuver appears to be a significantly powerful tool when it comes to wave defense. We saw last night in Beck's video Bubba Joe, that these hostels, they are scooting and speed is going to be very, very important. So uh, looking at his captain's maneuver, very well may be a very significant spot for him with regards to playing in wave defense specifically. If you were going to use him as captain, Bubba Joe, do you have a start out hypothesis based crew for wave defense? him as captain no i think that's a terrible idea okay we're gonna have to see because i think that there's an opportunity there i'm thinking wonder i'm wondering like 
him as captain, Data on the side, because Data's officer ability is for isolytic, right? Uh, and either then throwing Janeway or Picard on the other side, at least we'll get some extra isolytic and then loading up your, your under decks. So not entirely sure um, how that's going to work, but I can see them maybe having the intent that Riker was meant for the captain slot for wave defense, but we'll test that out and see. Looking at Riker, or uh, looking at Troy again, the officer ability, Yuki style, lots of confusion there on how exactly that's going to work. The low deck having an Odo style ability, just increasing critical uh, critical damage percentage while below deck. Bubba Joe, this officer going to be sourced similarly to Data last month, in which there are unlimited tax sales. So do we know how her below deck works? I mean, we obviously know that there's confusion about her officer ability. The below deck. I thought I saw somewhere that her below deck also triggers her hit. See, I did not know that. I My understanding from my notes was that her below deck is just a flat boost to critical damage, kind of like Odo. So we're going to, again, we need to, we really need to break into what, um, what Troy is giving. And so that makes it difficult for us to say, is she a great officer? Is she worth it? She will have unlimited pack purchases this month, just like Data did last month. So is that something that is worth spending money on? Not entirely sure. Uh, when we're looking in the game, we do see that it appears, Bubba Joe, to be written like Odo and that it's just a flat increase of, say, 20% versus Armadas and Hostiles, okay? Um, and, you know, that is literally almost like Odo. I think Odo works everywhere, including PvP. Troy is PvE and Armada exclusive, so... Uh, not going to function in a PvP capacity there. So very, very interesting, um, possibly. And we're definitely going to need to gather some insight on how the uh, these officers are going to function because there is definitely inconsistency in the patch notes. All right, now let's talk about the um, let's talk about wave defense for a moment, Bubba Joe. We talked about this a great deal last night. Let me just break it down for you as simply as possible. There are going to be systems, 25 of them, in which they contain a centralized target, either a research station or a covert research facility. Um, these are dependent, and the only differentiation between them are the level of hostiles that the waves will throw at you. Bubba Joe, think of it like good old-fashioned tower defense. When you go in, uh, there will be 10 waves of a bunch of hostiles. So wave one will start. And you'll complete wave one. Yay, we're done. Wave two will start. And we're going to keep going through. There are six varieties of hostile that the game will throw at us from 10 different spawn points in the system. All right. I will be able to select four other players to come with me, regardless of alliance, which I love, 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 by the way, Bubba Joe, like that to me, might be the coolest piece of this entire thing is that I can play with anybody on the server. All right, so I'm very excited about that. Um, myself and four teammates, total of five players, two ships each, a maximum of 10 total ships that will, Bubba Joe, have to be crewed somewhat strategically or so it would seem. 
based on the targets that they have chosen to put into the game. We will see Romulan battleships, Federation explorers, Klingon interceptors, as well as Axion explorers, the Chrysalis, not the Apex, Bubba, but the explorers from Mantis space. We're also going to see swarm interceptor hostiles and Borg battleship probes. All six of those hostiles will spawn at a random 10 spots inside the system, and they do not care about you. They care none about you. They are flying specifically to your target. You must defend the target. If they reach the target, damage will be inflicted, and and upon enough damage being inflicted, the wave defense will end and you lose. At that point, you will earn the amount of currency as a running total, 31 faction credits for you to go into the faction store and purchase whatever it is that you want, including reputation, including Sigma resources, including additional runs, including strike team officers, including uh, Luther Sloan shards and skill points and dolomide particles, which a lot of people find to be very interesting, and I, as do I. Okay, dolomite particles is is cool. Velvet Thunder says cross alliance is the worst part of this. I don't know that I can agree with that. From a gameplay, from a cooperative gameplay perspective, it is an amazing feature to me. However, Bubba Joe, not that I should probably call this out right now, but Scopely is definitely going to have some team control issues here right up front as there are no star there's no star mechanic here up front and there's no pvp in the system so if i fly i mean if if i wanted to be a real big tool bag i could send eight ships individually to each of these systems and just leave them afk and sabotage sabotage somebody's ability to run one you know what i'm saying like, I don't feel like that was thought through very well. We need to be able to select the ships with a star mechanic. Or we need to be able to wipe them out. They've eliminated both of those types of control in that I can't kill a floater in there. Nor can I... No. PvP has been disabled in the wave defense systems. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that wasn't that wasn't the way it was going to be. They changed that. They have this. If you click a blue in that system, the attack button will be grayed out. They've turned it off completely, which I think is a bad idea. All right, I think that's a bad idea. I don't like that. Um, and and further. If I don't have the ability to star my team, then I've got a problem with that as well. You know what I'm saying? There's no way for me to deal. And by the way, just to grief, they don't need to kill you. They don't need to kill you. All they got to do is have a floater in the system. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's all they got to do, Bubba, to disrupt your wave defense. All I have to do is send a ship and then not look at it for the rest of the day. So I'm not, I don't, I feel like, they haven't taken that into account, or at least don't think it's a big enough deal. But here's the thing. Griefers exist. 
you know? So that I think is going to need very quick attention very early. Um, that, that being all that has to happen is for them to run a leaderboard event where I do a wave defense with three of my buddies, and then we each should put a ship in that system, and no one else can score on that leaderboard. That's all that has to happen, and this is going to open their face. Oh, I know. I know, absolutely. If you survive, and by the way, you will. You will survive because the hostiles don't auto-target you. They auto-target the centralized target. So if I'm not actively playing... I will never take damage. I am safe from PvP damage, and there will be no PvE damage. Well, you won't be... No, no, they won't be able to start a wave defense at all unless you also start it. Well, I will not be opting in. If I am joined into somebody's party, when the party leader presses start, the tokens will disappear from my inventory. So that could be the disadvantage. But that they could can't be even initiate a start if you're in the system and not opting in. Yes, if there's other players there that do have the tokens, then it'll eventually skip over. But you got to remember, we're going to have 15 starts up front. So that might be what they're thinking is that you know somebody doesn't want to lose all 15 of their starts. But because if you have a start and you're in the system, you're in the party. You know, so I am, like I said, I see problems with this. All right. I see problems with this right up front. There has to be a way to clean out that system, whether it be PVP or stars. I'm fine with stars. Okay. If you don't want to let me kill anybody, fine, because that's not going to fix it for everybody. If Bubba Joe parks a ship in that system, ain't nobody killing it anyway. You see what I'm saying? So it needs to be a star mechanic. It has to be a star mechanic. And they are going to have to work overtime getting the star mechanic launched because I I expect that that is going to be a very challenging thing here right up front. That being said, wave defense does look like if they solve that little problem, okay, then it does actually look like a very interesting self-sustaining loop with a very, very valuable faction store. All right, Bubba Joe, comparing this to the Bajoran Deep Space Nine store, I'd say it's right up there, if not potentially more variable, if not potentially more valuable than DS9, just given everything that they're putting in there. Yeah, no, or did Bubba drop off? We are we are getting we are getting ready to to hit work and I can't be late this morning too. So has Echo actually shown up or no? Because if he hasn't, I'm gonna have to get ready to go anyway. No, he didn't show up. Boy, just everybody is messing up this morning. Echo was late. I'm late. Ugh. Ugh. I have a question. Shoot. So if there are more than ten ships in that system and well, first of all, can there be more than 10 player ships in any one of those systems? And if so, how does it choose, since there's no star system, how does it choose which of the 10 get to participate if there's, let's say, 20 ships in the system? It won't let 20 ships in the system. It'll cap out at 10. Okay. Okay. So that that's that 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 answers that question. So, I mean, just looking at the numbers if there's 25 systems that 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 can happen that's 250 ships any big time alliance 
you know, it, unless people are out uh, mining while they're AFK and maybe they choose not to do that for a couple of days, any big time alliance can park uh, 250 ships and not let any single uh, ship into these systems under the under these rules. I understand. Understand. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're 100% right. So they're going to have to come up with something. They're going to have to come up with something to control the idle, the idle situation. All right. So now um, let's see. Darksider is saying that there's a button you have to leave. You have to press. See, that's if you're outside the system, though, Darksider. If you're already in the system, I think that's going to present a problem. Like if you're already there from a previous score, like from a previous defense, you're an idle ship in there. And my understanding is that it is not going to kick you out when it's done. Now, if it does, that solves the problem, right? But I don't, they didn't say that that would have. They didn't say that they actually said that it wasn't going to kick people out. So. Oof, I don't know. We're, we're just going to have to see. We're going to have to see. All right. That I, I identify this as a potential problem right here up front. So we're going to have to see how that looks when uh, when we actually jump into the gameplay. All right. Uh, Spectre says the discrepancy in the amount of tokens needed to enter defense. What's the discrepancy? A hundred versus ten. Well, there's a lot of discrepancies in data today. If they do a hundred, not a big deal. Actually, you know, a hundred is okay. They they again remember when we were talking last night, we were talking about joins, not currency. Okay. So if they are doing a hundred a day, that's fine. Then that means our gift's gonna be fifteen hundred. All right. So um don't don't freak out about that. Don't freak out about that um they promised 15 joins right up front if so if it's 100 to play then i would expect 1500 tokens all right so we'll see how that goes uh by the way star ocean this is slightly different as well you are not paying the cost up front you it says you can't travel to the system unless you pay the cost that's actually not technically true you can't travel to the system unless you have the payment entry but it won't be taken out of your inventory until the wave defense starts. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once you get in there, you could just live there. You see what I'm saying? Unless they boot everybody out. Now, maybe that's the solution, guys. Maybe they boot everybody out because if you stay in there, I wouldn't have to pay another 100 directives, right? So this is... This may be, maybe this is not a problem. This might not be a problem. This may be a scenario where it does automatically boot you out because if you were able to stay in there, then you wouldn't be paying for other entries. You see, so we're going to have to figure that part out. Maybe they solved their own problem and just didn't communicate it to us. We're going to have to figure it out. In the meantime, though, guys, I am apologetic for the short edition i'm sorry echo was late i'm sorry i was late i'm sorry the game was late i'm sorry the video was late everything's late it's been a crazy weekend but i am gonna have to bounce 
So I appreciate everybody. We'll get the information. We'll share that as time goes on throughout the day. I'm sure the community will solve that. Our frequently asked questions room is open for you guys to ask questions and help each other out. Plus, I will be pinging Echo and sending announcements throughout the day. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thanking you guys very much for hanging out this morning on this episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. You guys have a wonderful day. Long live and prosper. Meow for now, everybody. See ya.